Randall, founder of Jax's Rad, and this is Radcast. At Jax's Rad, we believe we have so many rad people in our city, and we want to bridge the gap between all the makers, creators, movers, and shakers in our city. So today, our guest is Nate Does Food. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anybody's, anyone in Jacksonville, everyone follows Nate on Instagram, or you have your food blogging and everything, so everybody wants to know what Nate is eating and posting about these days, so welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. So, originally I met Nate because we were, we already followed each other on just knowing, just food blogging and stuff, and I was working in Bold Bean one day, and you were sitting in front of me, and I knew, like, I kind of knew it was Nate, too, just from pictures on your Instagram, and I was working on Design File, and I actually airdropped you a file, and I, like, I saw it come across your computer instead of mine. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry, like, <laughs> but that's how we met, and then we connected after that just through Instagram, I guess. Yeah, you, I think you airdropped me, and then... I was like, I think I know her, but I think I thought your name yeah. was Ashley. Yeah. So I couldn't find you on Instagram, and then when I when I got home, I was like, oh okay, it's Ansley. And then I was like, hey, you're Ansley, right? Yeah. So can't be right. afraid to slide in the DM. Right. No, <laughs> that's how we became friends. And so Nate, tell me, how did you even get into food blogging? Hmm. And all this. Were you? Do you have a culinary background or what? I do. But, I mean, I went to culinary school for a little bit, and I hated it. But when I was younger, well, whenever we'd visit San Diego, my uncle would take me to eat everywhere. So he would take me in and out Burger, all the Mexican spots, Filipino spots, Chinese food. Like, I thought sweet and sour chicken was, like, the greatest thing ever. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so good. But whenever I would go home, I wouldn't eat out that much because my parents both cooked. And they're both super amazing chefs. And then when I got an iPhone, I found Yelp. And then I ended up working for Yelp as a brand ambassador. So I thought about going to culinary school. And before I went to California, I went to Blue Bamboo. And it was a friend's birthday party. And when I went to the bathroom in the hallway, there was all these articles about how the chef went to the Culinary Institute in New York which is one of the best culinary schools. So when he came out and talking, when he was talking, um, he was like, yeah, and I'm an instructor at FSCJ. So before I left, he, he would let me, um, like when I got off work, he would just let me hang out in the kitchen. I could just try the food. I, could, I would just bug the chefs and ask them questions, play with dessert. And so when I was in California, I just reached out to him and then I got into culinary school and I moved back. So I saw this documentary, Hero Dreams of Sushi, on Netflix, and he said that how can you cook good food if you don't know what it tastes like? Mm. So I wanted to inspire my whole class and go there. So I told my teacher, let's do a fundraiser so we can all eat. So I knew that Orsay had FSCJ graduates that worked there. So I figured it would be close to their heart. So I did a huge brunch and we came back for an eight course meal and we only spent like $10 each. And it was amazing, it blew my mind because the chef came out, introduced every course. Um, I still remember the dessert, it was a popcorn ice cream 
So then in culinary school, it was so slow because I already knew what it was like at Blue Bamboo, super fast paced. And so that kind of like threw me off a little bit. And then I volunteered downtown because some top chef girl was here and all the new restaurants were there. Then I ended up working at um, one of the restaurants in the town center and I was working nine to five and I was like, oh, this is cool. But then I started working like 12 to seven and then 12 to seven became like 11 to like 3 a.m. And then Jeez, yeah. like on, on New Year's, we toasted and it was back to work. And I had this huge knot in my back from because when you work in a restaurant, you don't get you don't get any breaks. And um, if you look at my Instagram, I like to go out every day. So I was like getting choked uh, one day. Like so restricted. Yeah. And I'm like, people basically live there and you have no benefits. You have no vacation. You're working on holidays like that's like I don't know where your life is. It's, and then you you work all day and then your your day's over. And then everybody after work is drinking or smoking. And I was like, man, I just want to go home. Yeah. Recovering from the whole day. And then when I when I got off, I would just lay in the car because my feet were like screaming. So one day at 3 a.m., I was with one of the chefs, one of the head chefs, and I was like, look, I'm not coming back. And um, I was like, give me a 9 to 5, and I'll do events at night because I learned how to do that event um, through that, that brunch. So my friend worked at Merrill Lynch, and I got the job at Merrill Lynch, and then now it's five years later. Gosh. Or maybe six now. Gosh. And I quit my, I quit my job the November before last. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the story. That's awesome. <laughs> and what, like, what was the moment that you knew that you could start doing this full time? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to make money consistently. And when I went to, to visit Shaq Maui by the beach and he was like, I hate social media. And I was like, shit, I could do it for you. And I was, I was joking, but I was serious. So he's like, give me a proposal. I gave him a proposal that night, took over, and his sales, there was just like a spike on a graph. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, I can do this. So then I, um, when I saw Chef's Table, it was so beautiful, like the way they told stories, the camera angles, and the music. And then I followed another, another vlogger on YouTube. He's a 20-year-old film student, but he carries like a $5,000 camera. So whatever he recorded, it's, it looked like a movie. He could be eating Hamburger Helper at a dorm, or he could be in Denny's, and I'm like, damn, it looks beautiful. So I combined like his, his vlogging and fun style with the shots from Chef's Table and kind of that storytelling. And then I was about to go to New York, and I had all these reservations for Michelin star restaurants, so I bought one of the the cameras that YouTubers use, and I, I did a video. And then when I, and then when I came back, I just kept doing videos. And then, I did one at Hobnob, and then they saw it, and they gave me a, a gift card. And then after that, it was there was no looking back. And then, I did one on Black Sheep. And one of the managers saw it on Instagram. And they were like, hey, um, did we pay for that? Or is that your own project? So they wanted me to do videos for them. And I said, who does their social media? I took over all the restaurants. And then I saved up more money and I left. Dang. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then, but what really changed was 
I watch a lot of motivational things from like CEOs and successful people yeah, on YouTube, and it, and it was Gary V. Have you heard of that guy? No, I haven't. Who he's is like that? he's like a New York guy, and he's just like he's always talking about hustling. And he said that a lot of people complain they don't have time. He's like, but you do have time. He says yeah. that, you know, you work your nine to five, and then when you get off work, you don't go watch movies, you don't go drinking and exactly. doing bullshit. You need to be working on your grind. So, I worked at the uh, Bank of America by Avenues Mall. So when I got off at around five or six, it was traffic. So I just locked myself into Starbucks and I just started working on video. I started working on events and I would just pick something and then focus and go all in on it, like pictures, events, video, video editing. And then the more I did that, the busier I got. So the plan was to go part-time at Bank of America, keep all my benefits and then do food part-time. But by the time it got approved, I was like, I was grinding so hard after work that I got too busy and I just left. Um, I figured that, you know, I have a degree. I got promoted like three years in a row and they're always hiring. Right. So I was like, whatever, I'd come back. I left on good terms and then. You're like, and I'm going to take this chance and take a leap. Yeah, but it wasn't really a risk because I, I had the money saved up. Right. I knew I could come back. And my, and my resume is all sales, and every job needs sales. Right. Like, everybody always needs sales. What What's the weirdest job that you've ever had? I used to sell flooring at Floor & Decor. Nice. <laughs> um, I did Cutco, where you go door-to-door. Like, oh, yeah, door to door. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it was kind of crazy, but I feel like the, the stuff they teach you for sales was huge. Yeah. And then I've sold phones on commission. I've sold computers and phones at Best Buy. Awesome. Do you feel like every job that you've had has kind of led you to this point or helped you get here too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if it's just random stuff. Yeah, because if you work, when I worked at Best Buy, I dealt with so many different kinds of customers and, you know, you can't be scared to talk to people. And I think that's a big thing. And then you're going to be selling your whole life. So you you need to learn how to sell. So I think that's one of the biggest things is, is sales because if you're, if you're the best photographer and you can't sell, then you're like the best photographer that yeah. no one knows about and you're broke, then you're forced to do a regular job. Right. We are now going to take a short break to thank our Radcast sponsors. Chromatic Studios is a full-spectrum recording studio in Jacksonville, Florida, specializing in full-band recording and mixing, post-production for film, television, and radio. Chromatic Studios is a one-stop shop for your audio recording needs. Jax's Rad One Year Party is here, and we are going 90s. May 25th, 7 p.m. at the second floor in Riverside. Go to 904ticks.com for tickets. And don't forget your 90s get up. It's going to be rad. Flying Saucer presents Dispatch with Nako and Medicine for the People at the St. Augustine Amphitheater, Sunday, July 29th. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. Skateboard affair with the primal Now, as far as food in Jacksonville, like, I love talking to you about this because you're always like, you get, me, you get me stoked about food in Jacksonville. So tell me about like the food scene here and like how it's up and coming and how it's grown so much and what you've seen from it. Oh, it's amazing because I know my, I, my dad's side of the family is in California and my mom's side is in New Jersey. 
So I go to New York every year and I go to California once in a while, but I know both of the food scenes. And then I just went to Chicago and that was amazing too. But I feel like we have everything they do, but we don't have the cold weather, we don't have the traffic and we don't have those high prices. And then our coffee is amazing. Like I thought, I've been going to New York and I went to Chicago and I just went to all the coffee shops and I was like, man, bull bean shits on all of them. Yeah. Because you go there. <laughs> well, because one, like bull bean uses the good milk. So now if, if I, I can taste it if the milk isn't, Definitely. isn't good or if the water isn't right. So, and then, and then you think about the customer service, like in New York, it's like get your coffee and get out. And I remember I talked, I went to Stumptown and um, the two, the two baristas were wearing all black and they were tatted up yes. and she had a stone face and I made her laugh a little bit and she like, she like smiled for half a second and then she went back to it like, like <laughs> fucking stone face and I was like, damn, what the hell is this? Yeah. So I was like, man, our coffee scene is awesome. In Chicago, it was really good too. But I just think, I just think we have everything and we're starting to get everything. Like we just got the dim sum restaurant. Right. Like we have the just good awesome. sushi. We have the Brazilian steakhouse. We have the rooftop. We have the coffee. Now we have the ramen. Now we're getting another ramen shop from Orlando. Oh, cool. I mean, we have everything. And then we, we basically don't really have traffic unless you go around like five. Right. So and, and you can go to the beach. So as far as Jacksonville, where is your favorite place to eat? If you could choose one place. Hmm. No bias. I don't know. I go to Native Sun a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have a chicken and black bean quesadilla, and I've probably eaten a hundred of those. And I, I've tried all their smoothies. Like I've got, I used to be obsessed with their triple berry smoothie. Yeah. And um, I got one of them to give me the recipe, and I, I had like the exact apple juice and the, the ratios and everything. So I usually go there for like a smoothie acai bowl. I used to get their Cajun chicken wraps all the time. Um, but the chicken and black bean quesadilla is where it's at. Have you ever been to a restaurant and you're like, this food is so gross? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in those situations? Well, I just don't eat much of it. And then I just bring it to go. Is that what, that's the key word? Is, can I take this to go? Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'll just take a bite of everything and then I'll try to eat whatever the best thing is. And then, you know small nibbles on the stuff that's not so good to go that you yeah know. and you seem to love encouraging other food bloggers like whenever i see you i feel like there's other food bloggers around you that you're helping them too and you just got your first intern and that's awesome so what what advice do you have for other people that want to step out there and be a food blogger or yeah what do you have to say nate I don't know, just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I, thing like, I really... feel like you've always told me, just Ansley, just stop, just do it. Yeah. Just take the leap. Because it doesn't matter what you're into. You just, if you're into something, you just need to fully immerse yourself into Definitely. that. So like, so for food, to me, it was like, I need if you're a chef or if you're doing anything big in food, then I need to meet you. Right. So then like, I'll reach out to anybody and be like, hey, like, can I just, you know, I really like what you're doing. Um, can I meet with you? Like, there's a guy who's who does video, and and I messed I messaged him for like three months, and I finally met him, and I'm like, damn, like, I he came to Bullbean and he met for like 20 minutes, but I learned so much from him in that short amount of time, 
And the more people you meet and the more things you learn, you're like unstoppable. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's cool because I feel like you really try to connect all the food bloggers together. Or if you have a food event, like you try to get them all to come. Yeah. Even me. I've learned a lot <laughs> about food <laughs> because of it. Sometimes I come. But it's it's not just food because I think you should meet all kinds of people because um, once you have that strong network, you're kind of like a you're kind of like a spider on a web, and then you know they're they're like the flies, and then whenever you need something, you just pick a fly off. Yeah. But that but I feel like my web is huge now, and like I know everybody, so it doesn't matter what you're doing, I can help you. Yeah. And how have you made your mark in this city? No, I think by just um, a lot of people think that Jacksonville sucks and yeah. I think it's just because they Get don't know or they're not trying hard enough because there's so much stuff that goes on that people don't know about. Right. And um, so that's what I try to post is like things that are interesting. And then people will tell me, you know, thank you for for posting that and letting me know how cool my city is. And I'm like, there is a lot going on in our city. But I think that other people are starting to realize it like bread and board is from portland like damu's from orlando like everybody's coming here and then um my friends in real estate and it's like people are buying springfield you know like crazy so and then we were on the i think it was like the forbes list for like upcoming food cities yeah and i can just feel it like exploding right yeah i feel like the next couple years our city's gonna be completely different too yeah it's 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 crazy like so as far like what is next for you what do you want to do next or where do you see yourself going in your business well you've started like even the nate does coffee and the other nate in jacksonville helps you with that too yeah (laughs) yeah nate's helped me a lot like because um one thing that he helps me with is i can be at i can be in more than one place now and then i have my other intern terrain she's amazing because she helps me with posting um, she'll, she'll go and do photo shoots and stuff. And, um, so yeah, that, that like really helps me. Like today I was supposed to pick up a check at the beach and then I was supposed to pick up a check at Orange Park or then I'll have a photo shoot downtown and then I need to go to the, to the beach. And, and if they, if they help me, you know, that, that little to save time so I could come here, then it's, it's huge. And, uh, one thing I learned about, you know, being on your own is, um, you know, like no one's going to tell you to, to get up in the morning. And I used to wake up at like nine or 10, but now I have to wake up like much earlier, like six or seven. So is there a city that you haven't been to that you want to eat in? Yeah. <laughs> Are there like multiple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to go to, I really want to go to Portland, of course. But I really want to go to Japan because um, I go to New York every year. And a couple years ago, I had some sushi that was flown in from Japan, and it just, it made me forget about every piece of sushi that I've ever eaten. And I knew, like, at that point, I need to go there. And when I go there, I want to get a, I want to get a sushi tattoo. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I would never leave, because... You just want to eat sushi all day? Yeah, I would eat sushi, ramen, and, like, I mean, I just bet, like, the, the fruit and vegetables are just, like, straight from the farm. So, Nate, why is Jack's rad? Well, I always like to compare it to New York and California. And it's like, one thing I hate about New York is you have to get on a damn subway and you got to, like, sit by people you don't want to see and it smells weird or they'll, like, try to ask you for money. Like, here you can just drive 
Like when I'm in New York, I'm like, oh shit, it's 0.3 miles away. Like I know exactly how far that is walking or I have to get an Uber. And then I remember like if you go to Southern Roots and you buy avocado toast here, it's like five bucks. I went to New York, it was it was like $14. I was like, what the hell is this? So, and then California has all the traffic and you know, it's like super saturated. There's a lot of people. So we, we're like, we're like a combination of both. And then of course we have all the amazing restaurants and concerts. Yeah. And then I feel like our art scene is like exploding. Definitely. Like I remember I went to Miami a couple of years ago and I was in Wynwood and I was like, fuck, I love this. And I was like, why doesn't Jack's have this? And then we got good dough and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Salty donuts here. And then, um, and then we started getting murals and we got Art Republic and now that Phoenix right. art district. I'm like, damn, hell yes. Yes. Cause it's gonna be Springfield and it's gonna be Phoenix and then Murray Hill is growing. But once we get that, there's a, there's a new taco place that's gonna open called El Jefe. And a couple years ago I went to New York and I, I did this chef's table dinner and it was like a 20 course Spanish like Mexican meal and I had a I had some I had a taco and I was like fuck this is amazing and I wrote I made this post and I was like hey I'm half I'm half Japanese because I love sushi and I'm half Mexican now because this dinner changed my life so um, the chef at El Jefe messaged me and he was like you know or no he was like hey when can I cook for you I was like shit when I get back so we did like a 16 course meal for six people and he made the tortillas and he made mole he made all this and it was just it just like blew my mind he made this like crazy octopus and my friends were like what do you what do you like the best out of this dinner i was like the damn tortillas like you could put anything on that and i've just never had a tortilla like that but when they open in murray hill it's gonna it's gonna bring so many people there and then even more people are gonna go to vagabond and then when french pantry comes to murray hill that it's gonna be it's gonna explode. It's gonna be over awesome. There. How do we find out about you? Just go to just type in Nate Does Food Instagram. Nate Does Food. Your Nom Nom Club is that? Yeah, you can open? you can look up the Nom Nom Club on Facebook. There's a thousand of us in there, and we just talk about food all day. Yeah. But yeah, um, Nate Does Food Instagram, and the link is in my profile. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for being on the show and making Jackson a ratter and telling us why Jackson's rad too. Thank you so much to all of our Jackson's Rad supporters. For more information, go to jacksonsrad.com. Yeah.